Thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for today's Missouri River Basin Conference call. This call is our monthly update webinar to provide an update of current runoff conditions in the Missouri River Basin. These calls are only part of our efforts to communicate with basin residents. We place all our news releases on our website at www.nwd.usace.army.mil and on social media at nwdusace. We encourage the public to use these resources as well as our web app to get the latest information from the Corps, the National Weather Service, and other partner agencies. These calls are provided as a courtesy to congressional representatives, tribal, state, and local government officials, including levy sponsors and emergency managers, as well as the media. I am Eileen Williamson, and I will be moderating today's call. As I mentioned before, these calls are recorded and placed on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution System, and links are available at www.nwd.usace.army.mil MRWM under latest news. Your participation today acknowledges your consent to be recorded. If you are not connected to the webinar, the slides are available on the Missouri River Water Management website. All lines have been placed on mute for this call. To unmute your call, to ask a question, uh, depending upon how you call, called in, you can press star six on your phone, or you may need to also unmute on your computer screen, or potentially both. Please be aware that the force mute function may still not work. So if I ask, please place your phone on mute uh, and do not place the call on hold. The agenda for today's call is as follows. From NOAA, Mr. Doug Cluck. From the National Weather Service, Missouri River Basin Forecast Center, Mr. Kevin Lau. And from the Missouri River Water Management Division, Mr. John Remus and representatives of his staff. We may also have updates from the Kansas City District and Omaha readiness branches by exception. Um, and then these updates will be followed with a question and answer session. With that, I will turn the call over to Mr. Doug Clark. Thank you, Eileen, and thanks for the core and everyone else for being on the line today. Thanks. Um, it is a uh, it is sunny, but but pretty darn cold here in Kansas City. Uh, let me give you a little bit of an outlook, uh, a little bit of a retrospective and an outlook, like I do most most times. Uh, here we are in uh, very early February. So, uh, conditions, uh, are becoming more, uh, apparent in terms of what's. Oh, I guess what we may be up against this, uh, spring and summer, but, um, I guess we'll get into that and go ahead and go ahead. Next, next slide. Uh, looking back 90 days, basically from the beginning of November <clears throat> on the left, we see a departure from normal temperatures wherever you see, uh, yellow to orange to red, whatever is above normal temperatures and for a 90 day period being oh four degrees above normal <clears throat> or more which a lot of the area is that's that's quite a bit so <clears throat> in spite of the fact that we've seen some some cold temperatures uh overall really it's been a relatively mild winter now as far as you get way up north there in uh, northern montana and north dakota it's a little cooler uh or, or near normal but for the most part, for the most of the basin, it's been pretty warm. Now, on the right side is the night last 90 days in terms of precipitation. 
and I'll draw your attention to the southern and central plains mainly, uh, really all the way up to South Dakota, um, being uh, drier than normal in terms of a percentage. This is the driest time of year in that area, don't get me wrong. So we're not talking about incredible amounts of water, but it also is our recharge season uh, where the ground's not frozen anyway um, to get moisture. Uh, and the ground hasn't been that frozen because it was warm uh, up through at least December. So anyway, we're, we're looking at warm and dry conditions northeast uh, half of North Dakota, however, um, have been above normal a little bit, <clears throat> a little bit down into uh, 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 far eastern South Dakota, but pretty much out of the uh, the basin at that point. Uh, and little spots here and there of green, which is slightly above normal in terms of uh, precipitation. On we go. Next slide. So last thirty days, uh, those conditions, um, although they've changed a little bit in the southern part of the basin, we're getting closer to normal in terms of temperature when you average out. 30 days for the most part, you can look at that. It's almost tracking perfectly with the, uh, with the basin there above normal temperatures all the way up into Montana and, uh, uh, and all the way down through Nebraska and, and Wyoming and such. And then in terms of precipitation, again, uh, the percent of normal precipitation over the last 30 days, although again, this is a fairly dry time of year for most of the lower elevations, not necessarily the higher ones. Um, we're seeing a real dearth of moisture uh, all the way uh, from the mouth uh, to the to the uh, beginnings of of, of 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 the Missouri River and the Missouri River Basin. Now, where you do see the purple uh, greens to purple colors, that is above normal, and there are some spots that have, have gotten some decent snowfall during that time. And most of this is uh, based on snow in January for the most part. Uh, next slide. <clears throat> And maybe one more click. I don't even know if I got it in there or not. Seems like I had one more map. Yeah. Okay. So uh, on the left is R, the current snow water equivalent percentages, the percent of how much water is in the snowpack and all those little basins up there. Um, not so little basins, but anyway, basins that feed the Missouri River. Okay. And you'll notice, you gotta look really close there, but if you notice, most of those basins are below 100%. Uh, it's not good if we're going into uh, what was a drought year last year, and, and actually year before that, we'd like to see a lot higher numbers uh, right now uh, going into the, uh, well, going into the accumulation, we're still in the accumulation stage, but um, this doesn't bode well for for, for the spring, if we can't up, uh, get those numbers increased, uh, those percentages increase quite a bit. On the right is, uh, and by the way, this is a whole west, right? So you can actually see where uh, conditions in the beginning of January, especially across farther west, were pretty good. Now they've sort of evened out and even dropped below normal <clears throat> uh, because this is all based on what it should be at this time of year, right? So, uh, have we gotten better or worse since January 1st? And that's hard to say. I would say generally a little bit worse, and we weren't so great at the beginning of the year either. Next slide. Um, so, going from the mountain, the last aspect was a sort of mountain uh, snowpack. This is more a plains snowpack derived information. 
And other than the portion of uh, those sort of light blue colors in North Dakota, other than that area, that, which has about two to four inches of snow uh, of, of water uh, in their snowpack up there, um, really the rest of the, the basin um, where it matters, I guess, has been is either no or very little snow. So uh, we're below normal uh, for snowpack at, at this time of year as well in the plains. So not great in the mountains and not necessarily great on the plains at this point in the season. Next slide. <clears throat> Uh, I, I, I like to throw soil moisture, even though this is modeled, so it's not, this is based on something, I'll say that, but um, it is modeled and there's not a lot of snow moisture detectors out there, at least uh, not yet, but it, it, it does show you the dryness and continued dryness and the need to increase um, uh, precipitation so that we get more moisture into the soil profile. So this is really the uh, oh, top uh, 40 inches of the snow, um, sorry, of the soil. And we're showing uh, in terms of lot, uh, deficit in millimeters, you can see that is, that's one thing on the left. On the right is the percentage of normal in, in sort of that column, if you will, of, uh, uh, of, of soil based on a model, and you can see really in, in on the right, the right, mo the right graph or right <laughs> map there. Uh, uh, Montana is the center of uh, r really below normal in terms of uh, uh, of soil moisture at this time. Um, other places are, are unfortunately catching up, especially in the southern and central plains. But uh, it. it we're going to have to make up this deficit before we have much runoff. That's the other thing to think about <clears throat> as we go into the spring season. Next slide. <clears throat> All right, so just, just a few little outlook slides here. Uh, this is the next seven days. So from now until, uh, what do I say, 2.10. So the 10th of uh, February, um, th those light green values really don't amount to much. Um, in terms of precipitation. And so really what I'm saying in the next seven days, it's gonna be relatively dry over the basin. Okay, maybe a little bit more, but they're getting it right now down in Southern Missouri. But again, next slide. And then week two, so the 10th through the 16th, uh, this is the outlook for temperature on the left, temperature being, uh, well, in the upper basin, there's a slight leaning towards warmer conditions, really near normal for the for the uh, most of the basin, and maybe a little and slightly uh, uh, hedging towards slightly cooler uh, further east. Uh, but generally, nothing to write home about in terms of temperature. Not you know no no crazy cold Arctic air coming. On the other hand, no super heat coming either. I think though, in the next seven days. In, in the short term, even shorter term than this, there will be a pronounced warm up, especially uh, uh, western and northern basin. <clears throat> uh, in terms of uh, precipitation, you can see there. Don't get your hopes too high, uh, even though there is uh, there is an indication of above normal uh, precipitation there during that week. Uh, we're, that's a slight leaning. That's not a strong, high confidence. Uh, 
forecast there. Uh, there's a slight leaning towards above normal, uh, and, and it is centered in, in Montana, which is nice. We hope we'll keep crossing our fingers that that happens. But this is a one week period and above normal um, may not be that much precipitation anyway. So, especially out in the plains where that seems to be indicating. Um, next slide. The outlook for February as a whole. Uh, again, this is uh, for the whole month. Our indications, if you look at the map on the left, uh, there's a leaning towards below normal temperatures uh, in, in portions of the basin in the northern part of the basin and uh, I guess eastern, northeastern part of the basin. And then uh, sort of consequently, hopefully consequently, uh, above normal in terms of precipitation. Uh, again, a slight leaning towards above across all of uh, Montana and North Dakota. Um, that's good. We'd like to see it a little more widespread and we'd like to see the confidence a little higher uh, in terms of that, but that's not to be at least at that this point um, in the season. Next slide. <clears throat> yeah, so here's here's February, March and April. If you average all three of those months out, add them up and divide by 90 or whatever, this is the, uh, out, this is the sort of uh, outlook for temperature on the left. So we're looking at below normal, slight leaning towards below normal temperatures across Montana, but really equal chances in the northern part of the basin. Slight leaning towards above normal in the southern part of the basin. It's a very La Nina-esque uh, pattern, by the way, both in temperature and precipitation, where we see and hope the upper part of uh, the basin gets more uh, snowfall, because that's basically what this is, is indicating. Um, in the mountains of, uh, and again, it's not a strong leaning towards above normal for precipitation, but it's there at least uh, for the mountains of Montana for the most part. Then equal chances, uh, and then uh, then um, indications of dryness in the Platte River system uh, in the southwest part of the basin, basically western Kansas, uh, up into Nebraska, Colorado, of course. Uh, wish I could give you a better forecast. Uh, and then let's go to the next slide. I think this is a drought update. Okay, yeah, so, <clears throat> sorry about my throat. Uh, there's the drought uh, monitor on the left showing by county and by state for that matter, uh, where the severity of uh, drought is the worst. Yellow isn't in drought, yellow is abnormally dry. And so those are, in, those are areas that indicate that they're getting dry. Um, and not necessarily improving very much. And those areas, of course, in orange and, and red are the, uh, and really dark red, are the really severe areas. Again, we would have liked to have seen some of this drought get, uh, if you will, washed away uh, this, uh, this fall and winter, but we haven't seen that yet. On the right is looking back eight weeks and looking at the trend, I guess you could say, or change, in uh, in drought classification uh, across the nation, and you'll see there are there are portions of North Dakota and Montana that have gotten a slightly better. But going from D four to D three, which is uh, extremely bad drought it, or exceptionally bad bad drought to severe bad drought, isn't a great isn't a great improvement. It is a slight improvement. Okay. Um, where we see that yellow cropping up is a ca one category degradation. So again, I'm going to push that southern plains into the central plains, 
degradation going on, and it's predicted for the future as well. I don't think I, well, maybe I did include that. Next slide. Uh, yes. Okay. So this is showing where, uh, this is the outlook through the end of April, showing that Nebraska, for the most part, Kansas, portions of South Dakota, uh, the forecast is, uh, the outlook is for that to, to, to get worse in terms of drought. Um, where you're already brown means that uh, it's already in drought and there's not going to be, uh, there's not likely to be much improvement. <clears throat> and this is through the end of April. On the sort of tan, light green, whatever you want to call that color, uh, where it says drought remains but improves, doesn't mean we're going to get rid of drought, but it means uh, we, we hope that that means that things are going to get a little bit better there in um, a category, at least a category improvement, if not two, in terms of the drought monitor. Next slide. <clears throat> So the key points here, uh, just I didn't mention it too much, but La Nina is still in effect, and it will be for the next few couple months. And then, uh, as of now, uh, shifting to uh, probably neutral conditions and uh, summertime, which pretty much means we won't have an influence of El Nino or La Nina at that time. Um, favors drought increasing in the central and southern plains. I mentioned that. Uh, at least five times now, and uh, main uh, plain snowpack, uh, mostly uh, far northeastern part of the basin is is near or above normal, and then generally below for the most part. The rest of it, mountain snowpack mainly below average. Uh, outlook short term temperatures, I, I just say near normal, or you know there's slight indications of above or below, but not much. Precipitation um, slightly favors above normal, far to the north. Okay. Uh, Longer term, where it makes a more difference, uh, colder than normal, um, slightly, I'll have to put that in, uh, more likely far northwest, increased increase likelihood of above normal temperatures in the south, southwest, really, and precipitation mainly enhanced, again, far northwest, uh, and then drier in the central and southern plains. And we will be updating all this information on February 17th at that link, which has been corrected. She tried to use it once. <clears throat> Thank you. Thanks, Doug. And over to you, Kevin. All righty. Thank you, Eileen. Can you hear me okay? Gotcha. All righty. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, like Doug said, on behalf of NOAA, I wish to thank the Corps of Engineers for inviting us to participate on this uh, series of monthly calls. So um, sort of like what Doug said, uh, snowpack conditions in the mountains uh, can be generally categorized as below normal. Exception to that would be the Platte River system where both the North and Platte River uh, headwaters have a near normal snowpack. By this point in the winter, we've normally accumulated a, uh, a little bit over 60% of the seasonal peak snow water equivalent. Uh, so we're just over the halfway halfway mark there in our snow accumulation season. And so things could still change. The February water supply forecast developed by the National Weather Service was issued yesterday. And this latest water supply outlook for the period April through September indicates a much below normal mountain runoff year for all but the North Platte Basin and we are outlooking a near normal 
mountain runoff year for the North Platte uh, itself. But again, everywhere else uh, below normal. That's runoff volume from mountain snows. Uh, as Doug said, Plains snowpack is uh, overall lacking with the exception of the eastern portion of North Dakota. Uh, we have reports of, of uh, three plus inches of snow water that's being reported in the headwaters of the James River Basin there in North Dakota. And of course, over the past 24 hours, we've had a fairly significant winter storm uh, run across the state of Missouri. Um, highest amounts are in the Ozark area of central and southern Missouri with an inch plus uh, snow water equivalent uh, that's been dropped there. As we mentioned during last month's call, the main headline for the Missouri River Basin is the ongoing drought. Uh, and those soils in the extreme eastern fringe of the Missouri Basin have recovered somewhat. Uh, the drought monitor that Doug showed and was released uh, today reflects that over 87% of the basin remains abnormally dry or worse. Uh, also, as we mentioned on last month's call, water year 2021, which covered the time period October 2020 through September 2021, was the 17th driest year on record for the basin. And as a result of that, there's been limited flooding across our basin uh, this fall and early winter. Uh, so far this year, we have experienced flooding along the Grand River and the Gasconade River there in the state of Missouri. Of course, Missouri has not uh, experienced the severity of the drought that the rest of the basin has. But again, the message here is that flooding can and does occur every month of the year in the Missouri River Basin. With the colder temperatures, we've also seen some elevated river stages farther west and north due to ice. Rivers affected so far by freeze-up ice jamming include the Middle Loop River in Nebraska, the lower reach of the North Platte River in Nebraska, the Jefferson and Gallatin Rivers in Montana, and the Wind River in Wyoming. However, impacts due to these freeze-up ice jams so far have been localized and minor. But the risk for ice jam-related flooding will continue for the remainder of the winter and into spring. Our latest 90-day or three-month river outlooks were issued last week, and the results are shown in the graphic on this slide. The 400-plus forecast locations uh, that the National Weather Service monitors are represented by the colored dots on that map. Green dots indicate no flooding is expected between now and the end of April. Orange, red, and purple dots indicate a better than 50-50% chance for flooding over the next three months. And so um, with the abnormally dry soil conditions, the overall lack of plain snow, uh, those, those two things, flood, flood risk for this spring is reduced as compared to normal for nearly the entire Missouri River Basin. However, even with a reduced risk for springtime flooding, flooding is still expected over some portions of the eastern basin. 
As outlined in the blue ovals that you see on the map, flooding is expected along the James River in the Dakotas, as well as in the upper reach of the Big Sioux River in South Dakota. Springtime flooding is also expected over central and southern Missouri. Risk for flooding between now and the end of April is dependent on the timing and location of any plain snowmelt, rain on snow events, and rain events. And since this outlook does encompass the month of April, thunderstorm activity is likely in the latter half of this outlook period in the southern portion of the basin. And springtime flooding in the southern portion of the basin, and when I say the eastern Kansas and the state of Missouri, springtime flooding is driven by spring convective activity. And so springtime flooding is typical in the lower basin. And as I mentioned earlier, ice jam flooding remains a possibility throughout the winter, especially in the northern and western areas of the basin. Ice jam flood risk is not indicated on the graphic. The National Weather Service will be issuing its first official spring flood outlook next Thursday, February the 10th. And that outlook will provide the first official National Weather Service quantification of flood potential for this coming spring. Thank you, and this concludes the National Weather Service Flood Potential Brief. Back to you, Eileen. Thanks, Kevin. And we will move to the Missouri Basin Water Management staff, and I will let John Remus introduce his team and provide his opening remarks. John. Uh, thank you, Arlene, uh, and uh, thank you to Kevin Lau and Doug Clark for their insights. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. I'm John Remus, Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division. Our office is responsible for regulating the Missouri River Main Stem Reservoir System. I will provide some general remarks, and then I will turn the discussion over to my senior staff for more detailed information. I want to again assure everyone in the basin that the Corps remains fully committed to our flood risk reduction mission protecting people and businesses when we can from significant runoff events that pose a threat to human health and safety. Floods can and will occur regardless of basin or system conditions. This includes ice-induced flood, flooding during the winter freeze-in and the spring breakup periods. Also, widespread thunderstorms in the lower Missouri basin can and do occur. Runoff from these storms in the lower basin cannot always be mitigated by the operation of the mainstream reservoir system. Further, it is important to understand that the volume, timing, and location at which runoff enters the system significantly impacts the timing and amount of releases from the reservoirs. Each runoff season or flooding event is unique. Care should be taken when comparing one event to another. The 2022 <clears throat> upper basin runoff is forecasted to be below average. Brian Larson and Mike Swenson will provide more details as to how this will likely impact operations of the system. And basically, we are anticipating continuing, continuing our water conservation uh, measures through 2022 and possibly longer. The conservation measures are reduced flow support to navigation and minimal winter releases. Corps of Engineers understands the importance of the Missouri River in providing water for irrigation, municipal, and industrial uses throughout the basin. We try to operate the system to meet the water supply requirements of the basin to the extent reasonably possible. There is presently and will be 
adequate water in the reservoirs and in the river reaches between the reservoirs all water supply needs. I want to remind everyone that the Corps of Engineers does not provide nor guarantee access to the water. Maintaining access to the water is the individual facility owner operator's responsibility. We will continue to monitor river conditions and weather forecast and make operational adjustments to the extent possible. <clears throat> we will continue to meet our statutory obligations to, the, to operate the Missouri River Mainstream Reservoir System for its authorized purposes as described in the Master Water Control Manual. We will also continue to comply with all laws and, and the provisions of the 2018 Biological Opinion. The 2018 Biological Opinion for Operation of the Missouri River Mainstream Reservoir System called for a test flow from Fort Peck Dam to determine if there were system operational changes that could benefit the endangered pallet sturgeon. In 2021, the Corps of Engineers published a record of decision outlining the parameters of the flow test. Among the parameters is sufficient water in Fort Peck Reservoir. Based on the current and projected conditions, it is very unlikely that the Fort Peck Reservoir will have the required water to run the test in 2022. Even if Mother Nature were to provide the necessary runoff in the next four to six weeks, there simply is not enough time to properly coordinate and communicate with our partners and the stakeholders. Therefore, there will not be a flow test from Fort Peck Dam in 2022. The Corps of Engineers remains committed to compliance with the 2003 2018 biological, biological opinion, including the Fort Peck flow test. Lastly, the runoff forecast and projected pool levels that Ryan Larson and Mike Swenson will be discussing are based on the best available information. Actual conditions may be different. This concludes my opening remarks. Thank you very much. I will turn the discussion over to Ryan Larson. Thanks, John. I'm on slide 18. The 2022 calendar year runoff forecast, which is highlighted in red, remained approximately the same from the previous month at 21.7 million acre-feet, or 84% of average, for the upper Missouri River Basin above Sioux City, Iowa. I am now on slide 19. The below average runoff forecast for 2022 reflects current drier than normal soil moisture in the upper basin and below average plains and mountain snowpack. As seen on this slide, we are expecting below average runoff during the high runoff periods from March through July when plains and mountain snow melts. Moving to slide 20. Soil moisture conditions remain dry in Montana, most of Wyoming, and western North Dakota. Soil conditions are near normal in the rest of the upper basin except for a pocket of above normal soil moisture in southeastern North Dakota and northeastern South Dakota. Moving to slide 21. This is the same plain snowpack graphic that Doug showed, but with a high contrast setting to highlight that the snow is currently very low to non-existent over much of the basin, with the heaviest plain snow concentrated in central and eastern North Dakota. The plains typically, plain snowpack typically melts from mid-February to April. I'm now on slide 22. Mountain snowpack is accumulating at a below average rate of 85% and 83% in the above Fort Peck and Fort Peck to Garrison reaches, respectively. 
It's important to note that we are roughly 60% through the accumulation period with mountain snowpack typically peaking in mid-April. In summary, the 2022 calendar year runoff forecast is 21.7 million acre feet or 84% of average. I will now turn it over to Mike. Okay, thanks Ryan. Uh, Gavin's Point releases are currently at 12,000 CFS. Releases are expected to remain near 12,000 CFS through February, but will be adjusted as needed due to cold weather. Garrison releases were set at 16,000 CFS in December prior to the river freeze-in and are expected to remain at that rate into mid-February, downstream conditions permitting. Uh, moving on to the monthly simulations or monthly studies. The basic simulation uses the runoff forecast that Ryan just discussed due to the amount of variability in precipitation and other hydrologic factors that can occur over the next several months. They also develop an upper and lower runoff that are then used in the upper and lower basic simulations. These simulations provide a range of reservoir elevations and releases that may be expected under the different runoff scenarios. The discussion to follow will focus on the basic or most likely runoff forecast. Information on the other simulations is posted on our webpage. So turning here to slide 24, system storage is currently at 48 million acre feet, 8.1 million acre feet below the base of the annual flood control zone. Uh, next slide. On slide 25, we can see that Fort Peck, Garrison, and Oahe are currently 10.4, 9.7, and 10.6 feet below the base of their respective flood control zones. The reservoirs will start next year's runoff season approximately 9.5 to 11.5 feet below the base of their flood pools. Uh, moving on to slide 26. The surface level is used to determine releases from Gavin's Point Dam to support navigation and in combination with the bank stabilization and navigation project to help provide the downstream navigation channel. The navigation service level at the start of the navigation season is typically based on the March 15th storage check. Under the basic stimulation, we would be providing minimum service flow support for the first part of the navigation season. For the minimum service level on the basic simulation, Gavin's Point monthly average releases range from approximately 24,000 to 28,000 CFS. The service level for the remainder of the navigation season and the navigation season length are based on the July 1st system storage. Under the basic forecast, flow support for navigation would be at minimum service after the July 1st storage check and there would be a shortening of the normal eight-month navigation flow support season of about six days. Energy generation at the main stem dams under the basic simulation is 7.4 billion kilowatt hours. The long-term average is 9.4 billion kilowatt hours. And going on to the last slide, this is my last slide, which shows the Missouri River Basin weekly update, which is found on our website at the address shown at the top of the slide. This web page gives a general overview of the current conditions in the Missouri River Basin and is updated weekly, usually on a Tuesday morning. Thank you, and that concludes my comments. I'll turn it back to you, Eileen. Thanks, Mike. 
And uh, did we have any updates from Omaha? I know Kansas City said they didn't have any, but did anyone from Omaha join us with an update? Wasn't sure if they would. Um, they didn't provide slides. So the next update, didn't get that slide updated. Next update is March 3rd at one o'clock. So 28 days in February makes it easy to remember. It's March 3rd, one o'clock. And these are your speakers today. Um, so for the media that's on the call, uh, as far as spellings and job titles, you can use that reference. Um, we're going to move to the question and answer period. We'll go in alphabetical order by state. We have 92 callers on the line. It does look like a lot of our callers are interagency uh, callers. So I am going to um, just make one round through the states. Uh, we didn't have any questions last month. So um, whether you're congressional or media. Eileen. Yes. Uh, just one, uh, one correction on that slide of the contacts. Anthony Heddleston is no longer with the emergency management in Omaha. He has returned to Rock Island and we don't have a name in there, but that phone number is good. Okay. Yep. I meant to meant to point that out. Um, uh, the but, name is the name is Pete Navesky, N-A-V-E-S-K-Y. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So we'll go to the uh, questions from congressional, state, tribal, local government, levy sponsors, as well as the press in alphabetical order. Um, again, star six to unmute your phone or use your computer's mute function to unmute to ask your question. Please state your name and the organization you represent before asking your question. Uh, we'll start with the state of Iowa. Okay, Kansas. Missouri. Montana. Nebraska. North Dakota. South Dakota. Wyoming. I'll just open up if anyone has any questions. This is last call for questions. I did uh, intend that to be for any callers for whether media or uh, government. So if you do have any questions, please unmute your line, identify your name and your organization and ask your question. Any final comments, John? 
Uh, yes, Eileen, thank you, and thanks for everybody that, uh, that uh, dialed in this afternoon. Uh, as Eileen said, our next call will be March 3rd, uh, one month from today. We are also beginning the process of planning our spring public meetings. Uh, right now, we're planning to hold those in person throughout the basin, but then again, that's all subject to uh, a training travel or, uh, or COVID restrictions. Uh, more on that to follow. Uh, we do encourage you, if we do, um, have our meetings face-to-face -face that uh, and you are able to, to come to those meetings and uh, ask any questions that you may have there. With that, uh, again, thank you to Doug Cluck and to Kevin Lau for uh, assisting us, and we look forward to uh, uh, hearing from anybody, uh, either via email or phone calls in the future. Thank you, and have a good day. Thanks, everybody, for calling in. That concludes today's call.